Okay. So we are. We're back. We're back. We are officially, I believe, I think, up to page 83. <clears throat> but we're not going to start page 83 today. I thought we were going to, <clears throat> but we can't. First of all, I see that the, uh, this Chabur on the Day of Learning is Leonidas Mayor Ben Moshe David. Thank you to the Nudmans for sponsoring. And we're up to, if you see the heading over here, the reason for human effort. So we're up to the sugi of Heshtadlis. It's probably the sugi that everybody's been waiting for. But if you're a, if you're a Talmud of, of Eish Kodesh, you know that you need many Hagdamas before you get anywhere. You need Hagdamas and Hagdamas. Exactly. So that's deep motion. So before, we have to uh, give a Hagdama. And... I'm just speaking in general, in general terms, to general people, that when we discuss the sugi of Ishtadlis, when you hear the word Ishtadlis, what comes to mind? Work. Work. Next? Work. <laughs> All right, Rich said we'll, be, we'll, we'll change that. What's the next thing? I'm in charge. Believe in God. It's up to me. Nice. Doctors. It's up to me. Ishtadlis, Ishtadlis, up to me. I'm saying, but the, the sugi, if you hear the word Ishtadlis, yeah. For the vast majority of people, you say the word Ishtadlis, work comes to mind. That's like 99% of people. It's on me, achrayis, responsibility. And the problem is, is that, just imagine for a second. Imagine for a second, a person wasn't feeling well. He was sick, whatever it might be. And he hears that in CVS, they have medicine. So... He goes over to CVS and he just, you know, walks behind the counter over there. If you've ever been there, right? Like any farm, pharmacy, there's a counter where there's people who will take you and there's all the medicine in the back. And he walks to the back and he starts looking through the bottles and all that different stuff over there. And he grabs this really big one. He's like, oh, this is it. And the pharmacist says, what, 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 what is it? He's like, this is what I need. The pharmacist says, do you know what medicine that is? He's like, no. She's like, did you go to f- pharmaceutical school, you know, for six years? Do you know what this bottle is? Well, it's the big one, and I'm not, I'm really, I'm feeling really, really sick, so I figure I just need the biggest bottle. You know, like, isn't that how it works? She says, obviously not, that's, that's ridiculous. He's like, yeah, but I, but I looked it up on Google, google.doc, I stayed in a Holiday Inn, you know, last week. You can't go and start grabbing bottles the big ones, the small ones, the ones that are look, oh, this one looks pretty because it's yellow. I'm feeling yellow, so I'll take a b- bottle that looks yellow. That's not how it works. You need, to, you, need to learn, you need to learn the sugyu. You need to go to pharmaceutical school. You need to learn what the medicines are. Sometimes. So we also have to remember that we have heard shirim sometimes. Maybe we've even learned a little bit about these sugyas. But there's something in this world, somehow it happened, that when you hear like a little bit of something, you become like the Veld's expert. Right? You hear one piece of news, you ever have this? Where you, were, you saw something in the news. You saw something in the news, you shouldn't have, but okay, you know you saw something. And then someone comes and says, 
did you hear what happened today? And they start to give you a whole to-do about what they saw in the news also. You saw the same exact report. And, and they start to tell you all the opinions and the beliefs like it's their own. Like they know what they're talking about. You're like, I just read that also in the same exact place you did. How, what do you know more than anybody else? But when we hear a little bit of something, we very quickly think we know the whole sugya. We understand. We were taught a little bit about it. And the problem is, is that as often it's not true. I mean, I've seen it with my own life. I learned a lot of things when I was younger and I thought I knew. And then I went back into the sugya and I realized, oh, this is what it is. Oh, this makes sense. So we hear this word hishtadlis and everybody thinks they know what hishtadlis is. We probably don't know what hishtadlis is. Because unless you've learned the sugya, you probably don't know. You heard a shir here, you heard a shir there, you heard people use the word hishtadlis. Did you learn, did you learn the sugya? If you didn't learn the sugya, then you don't know what it is. So we have to, we need a fresh start. What is Hishtadlis? Why Hishtadlis? Why? Everybody just takes it as a, as a you have to do it. Why? Why? If a Kaddish Bohu runs the world, why? Why does he want us to do that? Who has to do Hishtadlis? How should we do Hishtadlis? Right? And when to do Hishtadlis? Right? These are the who, what, why, why, and when's, right? The news. We need to we need to understand what is the sugya. So first of all, we have, to, we have to wipe our memories clear. And we have to say, we're going to learn about the sugya v'shtadlus from a reputable sefer. Is that the right word? I think so. Mm-hmm. Right? Reputable. Thousand years. Reputable. reputable, thank you. I knew something was off there. Thousand years old, the sefer. And no one has ever said it's not good. So whatever he says in here is Amos. Yes? So we're going to, have to, we're going to learn from the sefer slowly, trying as best as we can with the kalim that we have, to understand what is Ishtadlis. And it might be transformational. It might change things, at least in our mind at first, and wow, I didn't know that. Or maybe, may, maybe I'm not doing exactly the right thing according to what the proper rules of Ishtadlis are. Okay. And then we can slowly but surely figure out what we need to do. Oh yeah, so actually I, I think I wrote that. That was that was the moment you start speaking that was my, my fifth line. I didn't I just wrote it this morning, so the moment you start speaking about Ishtadlis, everyone wants to know, well, how much Ishtadlis should we be putting in? That was the fifth that was like the fifth one. Well, what's Ishtadlis? You have to know what that is first before you even start asking such questions. So we're not going to ask those questions because we don't even know what it is. Now we need to hear Viter. This is a general Yesod. But it's, we're going to speak about it here. <coughs> is that, and it's connected to the first, is that because we know a little bit about Ashtadlis, automatically the way that our brains and our systems work is that we create beliefs in our mind of what that is. And not just information, beliefs, opinions, and then we become, what? Stubborn in our beliefs. We become emotional about our opinions. We become emotional, we become no gay bedover. So now I heard one time when I was 21, I heard a shir about a Mitachon from somebody who lives in B'nai Brak. And from that day on, I have a whole world of belief and opinions based on that 
that I will not, I, I, I won't budge, I won't listen to anybody. I've become emotional. You take the word, you go to a certain place, I'm not going to say where, you could figure it out yourself. You go to a certain place, you crowd around, there's a lot of people there, and you say the word hishtadlis. The word hishtadlis. They're going to run away. They're going to run and duck and hide. Shtadlis is a word. It's usr, usr, shtad, usr, usr. Work? Because they translate shtadlis as work. It's usr. Shtadlis? Get out of here. You're in the wrong place. You go to another place and you stand in the, in the right? It, it, there it's like, uh, you know, in some places, there's the line. It's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. Right? You go to a place and you say, shtadlis, there's going to be fire engines coming. Then you go to another place and you, and you yell, Heshtadlis. And then they'll be like, oh, man, you know, those, you know those people over there, learning over there? They're so lazy. They don't, they don't do Heshtadlis ever. What's wrong with these people? They don't even know Heshtadlis. God wants us to do Heshtadlis. That's what he wants from us. They become very emotional because of some triggers that they have, because of some beliefs and some people that they know or something that happened in their life. And when you become emotional about something... Now you have, you have no chance of hearing anybody else. No chance. So I just want to get the, the, the pitfalls out of the way before we start. Right? We have to learn, and we're going to learn, how do you get out of this? How do you get out of this issue? We, we've become emotional about this word. Right? Obviously, we're, we're discussing in our, in our world, some, sometimes people of the, of the younger generation, I'm, I'm part of that generation, they went to Eretz Yisrael and they flipped out and therefore work became usser and then parents get into fights and then it becomes a whole, a whole to-do. whole to-do. I'm sure everybody has dealt with that sugi in some way, whether being the parent or the kid or the grandparent, whatever it is. So how do you get out of that? How do we start fresh? We need to learn, and the Chobos this is how we start. This is how I see it. We're going to learn the sugi v'shtadlis from an impersonal, we're not connected, impersonal. Nothing to do with me. Ishtadlis, the sugi Vishtadlis does not start with me going to work or me doing something. The sugi Vishtadlis starts with creation. Not with me. We have to learn Ishtadlis on, on a vast, on a general, on a global way, in a global way. And from there, with the proper approach, hopefully, and we buy into the MS. MS is, if, it's, if we can reach the MS, then we'll, we'll say, of course, we'll, we'll bow down to the MS. MS is MS. Then when we bring it back home and we try to apply it appropriately, so then we'll have already, you know, been drinking the Kool-Aid of the MS and therefore we won't become emotional anymore because we're, we're wiping, wiping ourselves clear, starting from an impersonal place. Does that make sense? Now, to start, Heshtadlis, <coughs> if we would translate Heshtadlis, well, what's a good translation? Effort. I think effort. That's what I've heard. I think it's the right, the right translation. Now, if we say the word effort, who automatically are we referring to? Ourselves. Ourselves. Man, there's no effort by God. There's no such word. Effort? What's, what's effort by him? Effort means man is involved. Now, sometimes man is going to be passively involved. Sometimes he's going to be actively involved. But man has to be involved when we get into the sugi of ishtadlis. All effort, all ishtadlis, can only, it's a perfect, it's perfect time, can only come after Bracious. There's no effort before Bracious. 
Right? There is a world. Man is now created in that world. And now the sugi of Hishtadlis can start. He's told to work the gun. <coughs> he davens for rain. The sugi starts. Bracious is the, the time period, time period, whatever it is, that we went from ayin to yesh. One time, explosion, ayin, nothingness, ain't sof, just a Kaddish Baruch Hu, just the Boreolam, who then becomes the Boreolam. Right? We call him the Boreolam, but that's only after he created. Right? Then that's ayin, and then there's yesh. Something, or nothing, and then something. Something from nothing. Nothing, then something. Now, ayin to yesh can only be God-made. There's no such thing in this world, I don't care how innovative it may be, that man makes ayin to yesh. Something that's made in a laboratory. Look, we just made this, we made this um, animal, we just created a goat. I don't know what they're doing. Are they still doing that stuff? We just created a goat from uh, hair. So look, yesh me'ayin, a goat from nothing. <clears throat> the answer is, of course not. It came from a hair. Everything has to come from something. There is nothing that we can create out of thin air. Right? In any laboratory, plastic. I don't know how they make plastic. It's not from the ground. But whatever chemicals they're using came from something in creation, however... They mixed it in, compounded it, and eventually got the plastic or whatever we have in this room. Correct? So only the Rebona Shalom can go ayin to yesh. Man can only go yesh miyesh. These are, these are fundamentals of Amuna. We have to, logical too, right? once you have a, a small belief in a God, then this becomes logical. So <coughs> yesh miyesh is the sugi feshtadlis. You have yesh, you have this world that God made, yesh, and then when we involve ourselves in this world and we manipulate it, that's all we're doing is manipulating it, taking a tree, cutting it down and making a table, or whatever else we're doing in this world. So that's yesh miyesh. So the sugi of yesh miyesh is the sugi feshtadlis. We're taking a, a, a yesh and we're putting effort in or making something else. Or we're just standing there and somehow a tree falls on a person's head and, and breaks into two pieces and then, then and that becomes a table. So he was passively involved. But he's involved. Yesh miyesh. So the sugi of Ishtadlis, which is yesh miyesh, all Ishtadlis comes from yesh. And all yesh comes from ayin. So to properly and only Learn the sugya. The only way we can learn the sugya of yesh miyesh, which is hishtadlis, is if we understand that moment of time that went from ayin to yesh. To talk about ayin, it doesn't matter because that's too much for us. But to go from ayin to that time when a Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world, went from ayin to yesh, and now that yesh is going to be the yesod, the basis of all Hishtadlis, because it's Yesh Mi Yesh. So we need to talk about and we need to learn about that period of time, the Ayin Yesh. What happened in the lens of Bitachon, the lens of Emuna, what happened then? And then we can work on Hishtadlis. Otherwise, 
How could we? How could we learn? What could? How could we learn Hashtaglis? Moshe is getting upset. I see. He's thinking. Thinking is not equal upset. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean upset. I meant aroused. I haven't said anything yet. I'm just saying it, Thomas. How do you? <laughs> how do you get from a very limited understanding because you can't possibly understand how I went to Yesh? I'm going to tell you. But then you said through the lens of the so that helped. So this is what we're going to do. Let me explain to you what I'm saying. So it comes out, when we, when we hear the word hishtadlis, okay, it's not what generally people think. People generally think, and I, I say this a lot, I try to impart to some people, is that there's a world of bitachon and muna and avodos Hashem, and then there's a world of hishtadlis. It's like you go to davening in the morning, it's called bitachon, davening, and then you go to work, it's Hishtadlis. Then you go back to Mincha Marav later, maybe some learning, it's back to the Bitochen world. That's how people generally think about it. The general person. They're, they're, they're side by side. There's Bitochen time and then there's Hishtadlis time. Of course, we already know that that's not true. But what we need to understand is that Bitochen and Imuna is the creation of the world. It's a muna. You can only have a muna, right? That means if you can visualize the, the, the sphere of the world, right? Imagine a globe, a big. The outside has to be a muna and bitachon. Inside, you can have a shtadlis. Everybody follow me, right? The outside is the, is the yesh, yesh me ayin. A kadosh created this whole world that we live in. Very expansive general. And then we have all the things that live in the world and the actions and the events and the things that are happening and the parents and the children and schools and work and doctors and stuff. That's all living inside that large world that Kaddish Baruch created, Ayin Tiyesh. So Ayin Tiyesh is Imuna, the belief. Everything that we do inside being here right now is being inside the bubble. That's hishtadlis. And when we live the combination of emuna and the doing together with the proper knowledge of what bitachon is, what it is, then we can live life together with bitachon. Yes? That's the difference between trying to relate to the the way that we try to relate to the soul of and the namalek. I mean, it has to be, because once you're getting into that metaphor, it has to be. I'm not going to get to that right now. There are two ways to live in this world. Let's not get into that right now. We'll, We'll definitely discuss it afterwards. Okay, I'm still trying to get to a very simple point. Almost there. It comes out... That the only way, thank you, I'm trying to hold off. The only way to, to do Hishtadlis and to learn Hishtadlis is only from the context of Amun. Because Hishtadlis is drawing from the general picture of Amun. What am I getting at is that the only way we can learn this next part of Hishtadlis is if we go back a few pages and we have to review something about. Emunah. When we understand properly 
something the Chavos has already taught us. We'll go back. You'll, it'll, it'll jog your memory. From that standpoint of Amuna, can then we then bring the world of Ishtadlis in? It's going to fit right in like a glove. But we have to have the Amuna first because all Ishtadlis is built inside of Amuna. It's not side by side. Our Ishtadlis is going to be totally dependent, proper Ishtadlis. After learning the Sugi of Ishtadlis, will do- totally depend on your understanding and your living of Amun and Bitachem. Right? That's how it's going to work. So we really have to go back and we have to chazer over for a few minutes. It's on page 65. <coughs> now this whole chapter, this whole parak, paragimel, is five prerequisites, five pieces of knowledge, and hopefully we're going to live based on that knowledge, that if you have these five, you'll be able to properly live a life of bitachon, a life of bitachon. We're about to get up to the fifth, which is hishtadlis, which is a lot of our life. But before that, the first of the hakdamas was understanding and knowing a Baruch Hu. Right? There were seven points, seven pieces of emunah about how a Kaddish Baruch Hu runs the world and specifically his relationship to us. That was the beginning. We worked on that for a long time. That's the basis. Those, this, is the, this is the base. These points of emunah. Now the seventh of them is on page 65. So let's just get into it. We're just going to pretty much read straight to jog our memory, get back into the situation. Vashvi, he says about in the bottom of 65, on the right side. Sheyizbar etz lo kiyesh l'kol ha-havaya shabolom hazeh me'etzim u'mikra gvul yadu. The seventh quality, we're just going to read straight. It should be clear to the person that all things in existence in the world, all right, here we go, all things in existence, both those that are essential, meaning, referring to the beings and objects themselves that were brought into creation, and those that are accidental, referring to the events that happened to those objects and beings. So all things in this world, all events in this world, which includes all thoughts and emotions and everything, everything in this world, have a clear and defined limit. When a Kodesh Baruch Hu created Yesh Me'ayin, every Yesh, Already, when he made Yesh, he already made the whole Yesh. When he created Adam, he created all of mankind in one second. There's no seconds, but all of mankind, forever. Something that man clearly cannot do. He made it all. He just started with one Adam, which turned into an Adam and Chav and a kind of heaven, and then here we are today. But everything has a Gvul Yadur, has a clear and defined limit. We just don't know what it is. He does. Fighter. Velo Yosef, Velo Yigra, Almasha, Gozer, Habori, Zborch, Bechamuso, Vechuso, Uzmano, Uncomo. And it is impossible to add or subtract from the limit that Hashem, may he be blessed, has decreed. Once God does something, you can't, you can't touch it. So everything really in existence is already, He knows, we discussed this, He knows the ends of it all. We're just in the middle somewhere. He 
So he says, Ein mar belamasha gazer bimiuto, velo mimait, mimasha gazer pervoso, velo maachen lamasha gazer lagdimo, velo maktim lamasha gazer laachar. A person cannot change an object's quantity, quality, time, or place. We can't change anything. We're going to, we are involved in the process of changing that which a Kaddish Baruch Hu already decreed should change, but we are not changing it. We're just involved in the process, sometimes passively, sometimes actively. A person cannot change an object's quantity, quality, time, or place. So either in, this, in, in, these, in these lines, we could either throw away all of life. This place is crazy. I can't do anything anyway. Let me just be mafia. Let me just go have a party. What's the point anyway? That's how some people will take it. Some people will take it as like, I don't know what he's talking about, whatever. And then the people who want to work are going to say, now... If it's not on me, I could be the biggest mammon, I could be the biggest Babi Tachon, I could have a full Geula because it's not on me anymore. It's all on him. So why am I here? Why am I here? Now I'm free. I'm not here to just make a parnasa. I'm not here. Why am I here? Now the question can be open because it's not, life's not on me anymore. So we're going to learn. We're here to connect to that. We're here to connect to that. That's, that's so why do we go to work? To connect to that. But specifically why? You're right. Oh, it's, that's always going to be the answer. Specifically why? We'll get to that in a few, I don't know, maybe next week. Yeah. That's also part of the plan. That's definitely part of the plan. No question. That's, that's, that's called the Tikkun HaGaiva. It's called the Tikkun HaGaiva, which man needs. That's part of the plan. He cannot increase that which was decreed to be few. Nor can he decrease that which was decreed to be many. It looks like we do that sometimes, but we're not really doing it. We're just part of the process. We're just a messenger to help do what God wanted to do. We're just, pa- just moving packages. Similarly, a person will not be able to delay something that has been decreed to be early, nor is he able to hasten something that has been decreed to be delayed. We can't make things go faster. We cannot make things go slower. Don't try. Just live happily and calmly. We'll discuss the Sugi Vishtadlis in a minute. We're going to discuss. Well, then what's a Shtadlis? Right? Based on this, this is the Amuna, this is the global view. We can't do anything. God's going to do it all. So what are we doing? I want to, I want to, we're going slow here, so we try to break out of any pre-existing biases, notions, beliefs. A person, let's just read straight what they, what they, how they have it. A person has no control over how long he will live, how much money he will earn, or when something will happen. Everything is in God's hands. Although a person often seems to have influence over what will happen, this is not really true. As the author continues. Umashiyah, page 67. Page 67. That which does not happen in this manner, huh? That which does happen. Sorry, thank you. That which does happen in this manner, things that were seem like they should have been long, they became short, or things that seem to be small quantity became larger quantity. All of the opposite 
of what he just said, if when it does happen, has been decreed by the Creator from the beginning of creation. And we know this from Chazal, right? When Yamsuf split, Chazal tells that was already decreed during the first six days of creation, that this water will split. It was already set. So when you push the button, and at that moment, everything went up, you're like, ooh, look at me, I'm such a hero. Nah, Kaddish, all the Malachim are like laughing at you. Because the Kaddish Baruch already set that on the timer, you know, 5,000 years ago, 5,783 years ago, you know, in a few days. He said that the timer, on this very day, the stock market is going to go up 25 points. So this, it just happened to be, you push the button at the same time, so you think it was you, you become all excited, and the Malachim are laughing at you. Look at this guy, he thinks it's him. Because they know what happened. It's all set from the Kaddish Baruch Although sometimes we do see new, strange, and unexpected things, those things were also decreed by God from the beginning of time. Anything in this world that just pops up, it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu still making yesh me'ayin. There are still a few of those things. When something new comes out in creation, but I don't want to get into that now. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to open up a whole can of worms. Kaddish Baruch Hu decreed it all. Okay. Vaiter. Simply, all the prior decrees of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that were in the foreknowledge of the Creator were decreed in such a way that they have direct causes for their occurrences, and those causes have prior causes. Anything today we discussed, anything today, has already... Anything that happens today, I don't care if it's this, this cup of tea on the table, this phone, this safer, each one of us, we are only the, what's the right word? We're only the product of hundreds, thousands, millions of prior causes and effects. Right? For us to be here, we have parents. Those parents have parents. Who have parents? Who have parents? Back to the Mauritian. For this cup, this tea to be here, there's a lot of things here. There's a cup, there's water, there's, then there's the tea bag. How did all these things come to be? All the way, all the way, all the way, all the way back. Okay, we're not going to get to that right this second. It's already a little bit advanced. We have discussed that, and that we have to we have to speak that out properly. We have spoken about it, but I don't want to get into it right now. I want to stay on the the topic. It wouldn't be called a contingency plan. It speaks to it was already planned. It speaks to what the argument Moshe Rabbeinu had with Hashem when he said, "I want I'll destroy Klai's from build a nation out of you." He said, "Well, if you if you do that, then you're destroying Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, and then Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't be." That was the argument. In other words, that everything, what you just said, which is that everything, this right here, this coffee, this tea, everything, is a buildup of the continuum of time and everything, every bit, till this very, very, very moment. And then what does the Kodesh Baruch say back? Agav, this has nothing to do with this. What was the Kodesh Baruch say back? No, I'll start at Mamash from you. Okay, anyway. Because he can. Exactly. <laughs> because he can. That's, you can, but that's what the Kodesh Baruch meant. But Moshe has his tiny back. This is, these are well above, well above our. Um, yeah, for right now. Second paragraph here. <coughs> Anybody? Oh, okay, let's read. However, someone who does not, who doesn't 
contemplate the matter in which the world is run, if we don't think like the Chovas Vavas is teaching us, which this might have been the first, second time we're ever thinking about this, potentially, if we don't think like this, then when seeing a change in reality, we'll think that it is the new cause that forces a change in reality and turn over from one manner to the other. When I pushed the button, it was me. You crazy? You think that? You know how many millions of things had to go into that moment? You didn't do anything. You just happened to be there. When we don't, or how do we go? When we, do, yeah, when we don't understand what the Chavos of is saying, so then all the Achrayas of the world is upon us, which comes with Gaiva, which comes with a whole world of mistakes, of thinking that we run the world. Because, well, yesh yesh, right? God created a world. We don't think this way, but God created a world and then kind of left. And then it's now our job to take the yesh and make more yesh from yesh. It's on us. So if you don't have a muna, then that's, that's true. And that's how most of the world thinks. And that's why either they become egomaniacs or they become totally depressed. But when we understand that all of our yesh from yesh is only coming from the original yesh, which is coming from a Kaddish Baruch from the ayin to yesh, and we're just part of the process that was already started, that first original ayin to yesh when a Kaddish Baruch created the world, everything was already done. And our yesh, me yesh, is only living within that world at the unpacking that a Kaddish Baruch was doing since the beginning of time. It's unpacking. Right? And I'll give you another mushroom. You have a seed. Okay? Seed. You put the seed in the ground. Now, you water it, and after 10 years, it becomes these humongous trees out here. The seed had all the DNA, right? We know. It just took a few years of unpacking and unpacking some rain and some things, in the, but unpacking, unpacking, unpacking until it became this huge tree, right? It was, already, it was already there in potential. It just needed the time. That's the way it goes. So when Akadosh Baruch created the world, we just read, Reza Bar Lokim, that was the seed. Everything, to the end of time, whatever that means, not to go there, but whatever that means, is already in Rosh Balokim. We're just unpacking. We've just been unpacking for 5,783 years, and that's what you see right now. Right? But we're not the end. It's still unpacking. Until the Kodesh Baruch says, this is, that's it. Whatever that means. But right now we have to live in the now. So we're in the middle of the process. has overcome that or is mostly there. We try to live every moment of our lives sensing the best decision that HaKadosh Baruch has put in place. Was trying to sense and understand the best decision in any given situation that HaKadosh Baruch put in place. That's awesome. What? That's awesome. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, <laughs> no. Now, now I wanted to stop before the, the no, butt. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. So now you're the neurosurgeon. And Louis, you're in the middle of this surgery, and you have the skill that if you do everything right, this person in Hashem is going to survive. And you don't have guiding, you, you, you stand there davening while you're saying scalpel and all these other things. You know, okay. Now, you don't normally have a beeper in, in your pocket while you're doing this kind of surgery, but your beeper, your phone goes off, and they say, so Hashem, your child is in there. Was somewhere, and you have to come now, and it's, it's a situation, death and life and death. <laughs> now, but look, yeah. I, I'm going to these places 
specifically because it's, it's hard. So you're standing there, and you're saying, okay, but I need to cut over here, or do I go there? Now, I'm not saying that this person's going to say, well, it's up to me now to decide. But you, you're standing there davening, you have to make, and it's, this is an extreme case, but in, <coughs> in life you make these decisions, or you are in these decision points all the time, and you're davening, please send me the right way. Yeah. But if you walk away, this guy on the table is going to die. And yes, and it was preordained so what you, since Adam Harishan. So what exactly are you asking? I don't even want to answer. Whatever you're asking, I don't want to answer. I'm just curious what you're asking. What, what's your question? How to make decisions in life? I'm, do I or don't I? While giving myself over to the Rabbanu Shalom. Do, do I, I, don't I what? Make decisions in life. <laughs> do I, don't I make decisions in life? Yeah. Like if I decided to make this tea in the morning? It says, Ein Adam What do you mean? I'm, I'm butchering the phrase, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not lifting this thing up unless they decide in Shemaim that I'm picking this up. Okay. So I picked up a very extreme example. I don't decide to cut or not to cut unless they made Xerah in Shemaim. Okay. So then nothing is up to me. You didn't ask a question. You're just, you're just saying a statement. I'm asking. You're asking about Bechira. You're saying... What I, I, I just want to... It's a Bechira question. But, no. that's shab, but that's part of Yishtabu's. So let's learn. You're asking a bit... If, if, if your Bechira question, to make a decision, that's that's Yishtabu's. That's effort. Yeah. So let's... We're not there yet. I told you. Can't ask those questions. All right. I think also... Rebbe says, he said this yesterday too, that any decision we make in life, right, we have to say, Hashem... I'm I'm mevatel my thing to you. So in, in this extreme situation, Moshe is talking about he's got a, his a, ch- a family member and a job situation. I guess also anything in life. Hashem, what's what's my responsibility at this moment in life? I mean, to, I'm just throwing that there. Like anything that we do, what does Hashem want me to do at this second? I guess we apply to this also. I'm throwing out that. I don't know. I, mean, I assume yes, right? I mean, he has to know what's how yeah, we're at. Business-wise. We are not getting. No, let's learn. Let's learn, Jeff. Thank you for trying to support me. Let's learn. <laughs> this is a, this is a question that you ask at the end of the textbook. We are not there yet. <laughs> That's the same as to learn. If you do, I think the question is answerable right now. I mean, you're going to make the choice, but your decision is, pre, is predetermined. You're going to make the choice. But, but the decision is predetermined. The, 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 the outcome is predetermined. I'm not even getting involved. The already <laughs> you don't have to. It's kind of you know, what, whatever decision you made, that decision has already been predetermined by Hashem. Okay, you, you're just the instrument of carrying out what, what's already been predetermined. Yeah, I'm sorry, I messed you up here. You're going to mess me up. But it's it's what Kershbrook wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you are so. So annoying, right? So, <laughs> but if, That's what my wife says when, I, when everything goes wrong. I'm like, what do you mean? This is, this is exactly what you want. She's like, did you stop it already? <laughs> I'm like, no. Okay, let's. We have to get to everything. We have to. Slow, slow. We're still in Amuna. <coughs> okay, Patrick said we have a few. Let's just. A few more minutes here. Um, you know, let's skip. We get the basic gist. Let's just skip to page 69 for a minute. Page 69. So this is, this is the Hemshech of what the Chavazavaz is saying. Let's just read this paragraph again. This is a very, very big paragraph. This is where he goes off a little bit and he gives a little bit of uh, almost. Not Musr, but he gives us a, a clear charge. In parentheses, Again, we'll get back to that. Let's read this very carefully and slowly. We did already. We chazered it. But it's very important. 
when a person troubles himself with efforts to provide for his financial needs or any other needs, to hasten that which the Creator may be exalted, has decreed should be delayed. Or to delay that which has been decreed should be hastened. When a person is trying to put his efforts in to change something, or by trying to produce many of that which has been decreed should be few, or by trying to produce few of that which has been decreed should be many. Right? When he's trying to get into this regarding matters of the world, parenthetically, with the exception of those matters that are necessary for the advancement of observance of mitzvahs and Torah study, and parenthesis, we'll get back to that. Why would a person do this? It is due to his weak understanding of the foreknowledge of God, who knows and has already decided at the beginning of creation all that is going to be. The question I asked you many, many weeks ago when we did this was, so we shouldn't do anything? How would I know? No, you're just not supposed to tap into that. What's that? I answer. What did I answer? Outcome. When you are bothered by trying, when you're putting in so much effort that you, you're becoming stressed. anxious, stressed, bothered, annoyed, angry, mean, all that stuff, because you're trying to make things happen, that's the problem. There's nothing wrong with Shabbos. We're going to see we have to go to work. Go to work. That is totally within the world of Amun and But when you start to stress and push and press, because everybody goes to work to make money, right? So we're all trying to make a lot of money. We're trying to make as much as we can, as fast as we can. That's, yes, pretty much. Let's be honest. We're trying to make as much as we can, as fast as we can. If we can make it faster, we would. Right? That's the endless. It's where you're focused. You're... One second, one second. So therefore, if that program of trying to make Parnassah is going to bother you in any way, that's where the problem is. That's the problem you're saying. Of course we have to go to work. But once you become bothered, anxious, emotional, something, now we have a problem. That means you don't understand this point of Amunah. There's a, there's a hole in your Amunah. You, don't, you have a weak understanding of the foreknowledge of God. That's number seven of the Amunah points of God. Let's just finish the paragraph one second. It is also due to a lack of understanding of the inherent goodness in which he conducts himself with the person. Because in truth, everything God does is in the person's good. So why are you so angry? What are you so upset about? You must not believe that everything that God does is good. Well, you say, God, but what do you mean? I'm not getting what I want. Ah, gotcha. Because you're not getting what you want. That's why you're upset. Not because God did anything wrong. You're trying to get what you want that's against the Munah Bitochen, the lacking of a Munah Bitochen at that moment, because you think you know better, that's where your problem is. With this Hakdama, Emuna, Emuna, and Bitochen, then, yeah, now next week in Mertashem, we could start the Sugi of Hishtadlis based on everything we just learned. I wish we was up,